I was told to fly, but the train was beckoning me for an excellent reason. It was one childhood memory that I always drew upon when living in the city made me feel lonely. Cities can do that to you, and I always found it ironic. You would think it was the last place that loneliness would grip you in the middle of the night, but no. You can be standing dead center of a packed club and feel as if you are the only person in the world. I never felt like that back home, but it had a lot to do with my dad and, of course, my eccentric family. The reason I had insisted on taking the train home was very simple. When I was 11 years old, my dad had taken me on an adventure. We had boarded the train with two old suitcases in hand and a strong desire to see all of Pennsylvania. That's where I'm originally from. Still Creek, Pennsylvania, and proud of it. My hometown was built on industrial logging. In fact, that was what my dad did. He worked at the mill. He started out on the bottom level, hard labor and long hours. He worked his way up, and his position was that of supervisor. He was proud of what he had accomplished, and I was proud of him too. The train ride was a birthday gift to me. I was adamant about traveling the world. In fact, I had map after map with locations marked on them on my bedroom walls. No one paid attention to it, except my dad. No one being that of my four sisters, Poppy, Violet, Daisy, and Rose. I was born last in a chain of flowers, my name being Jasmine. My mother told us many times over that she wanted a garden of children as beautiful as the one behind the house. I never thought of myself as beautiful, but she insisted we all were. I have no idea if it was because I came along after everyone else or if I was just more like a boy. But my sisters were all girly and I was not. I was a tomboy and maybe that is why my dad seemed to bond with me when my sisters clung to my mother. I remember sitting next to my dad on this train as we watched the scenery go by from our room. The sky was blue, the day was perfect, and he said something to me that I'll never forget. When I die, I want to be taken on a train, and you make sure to scatter my ashes from here to the other side of Pennsylvania, Jasmine. I want to be set free. We are all made of stars, and to the stars we return. I remember staring at him as he watched the sky from our window and thinking about how he would never die. He couldn't. He was my dad. To me, he was immortal. I then blinked, pulled out of the memory, as I felt a hand take mine and pull me up onto the slowly moving train. I almost dropped my suitcase, a tattered old thing with stickers of different places of the world on it. I sighed and then looked up to see a young man standing there. He was dressed in a white button-down shirt, beautiful coat, and jeans. He grinned as I pushed past him, and then I hesitated, remembering my manners. I turned back and got caught staring at his shoes. They were so familiar, like the ones my dad always wore. I looked up and saw his face. His eyes were bright and blue, his lips a pinkish red, his skin pale but not sickly in color. He was very attractive, my kind of attractive, young, probably my age if not a year older. His hair tussled that weird style that looks great on some people and utterly ridiculous on others. It was dark, a bit shaggy, but framed his face and accentuated his features. His bangs were just a smidgen too long, adding to his cuteness. That coy hair in the eyes thing was happening as the wind blew. It gave him a unique look, one of independence and artsy, my thing, when it came to what I found interesting in people. I grinned, his gallant effort to save me caught off guard. Thank you, I said as my hat flew off and away from the back of the train. We both watched the thing linger for a few seconds before it darted off down the tracks behind us. He jumped! I screamed! I mean, it seemed insane to watch him do it. He landed in between the tracks and ran until he snatched up my hat and then turned to smile at me. 
His look of triumph soon turned to one of distress as he realized the train was gaining speed. He took off running toward me, and I dropped my suitcase and held onto the bar as I extended my hand out as far as I could. He finally reached me, and with one leap, his hand was in mine, and I pulled him as he jumped up. We quickly moved backward, and he was against me, 